historians will mark the end of one era and mark the beginning of another. T-E-T-C. The end times continue. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the End Times Continue recording on this, the 14th of April. It's April, right? No, it's May. Oh, it's May, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, hold on, what year is it now? Uh, it's Mother's Day. <laughs> it is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Oh, you know why I didn't know it was May? It's because at the end of April, the, the it's going to be May gif wasn't going around oh okay i think it missed is that like kind of like the signal that you have to receive in order for you to like uh you know uh get that it's may oh yeah i need that i I measure the passage of time as it goes by the 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 time appropriate memes right okay that's how i measure time and and it's gonna be may never went around i never saw it once Okay, yeah. I yeah, I I hadn't seen that meme recently either actually. So yeah, I'm surprised I even knew it was May. Yeah. It's 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 shocking. Of course, I guess there was May the 4th. So maybe I should have yeah. known. Um there's plenty of stuff. And I'm really that. bad with time like that. Like I I'm terrible with that where like if I don't have a calendar or a date which I usually need to like function, um I I can just like forget what day it is or like what oh, sometimes what month it is. I don't I don't start writing the right year when I'm signing stuff uh-huh. or writing date. I don't start writing the right year until it's 6 months into the year. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it, <laughs> it, it takes me six months yeah. to remember what year it is and then uh yeah. I'm I'm everything just starts to blend. It's the same thing as my age. I, I, I do not know yeah. how old I am for the period of time following my birthday, probably right. about about four or five months after my birthday. I don't know how old I yeah. am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have straight up forgotten. Uh, I have forgotten my birthday on my birthday. Oh, wow. Like okay. it's, that's how <laughs> that is how out yeah. of touch I am with time is that I, no, I, I, I do not yeah. know. I, I have for, I have legitimately woken up and been like, OK, just a normal day. And someone says happy birthday to me. And it's like, uh, oh, yeah, I guess that's have you ever day. like. Have you ever like woken up or uh, I don't know if you've had like had a work shift where you've had to wake up like when it's dark out, like you, oh, yeah. you wake up and it's completely dark for I me whenever to, I do I used that, to make donuts for the bakery uh-huh. at Walmart. That used to be uh, my job. Get up then? Yes, I had okay. to get up at I had to get up at like 2 a.m. because we had to start I baking at have this thing. Where sometimes if like let's say um, I, I just want to veg out, I'm gonna take a nap or something, oh, and yeah. I oversleep and I wake up and it's nighttime for like thirty seconds to a minute. I am com- so completely dissociated oh, and yeah. disoriented that it's like, where am I? When am I? In fact, uh, it's it's very very funny. That happens when I lay down for a late afternoon nap, which really means I'm just yes. going to sleep super early. Right. Um, and you wake up at like midnight and it's like, the fuck time is it? <laughs> yeah. Like, where am I right now? What happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that happens to me all the time. I'm very bad with time as well. I, I, if I didn't have like calendars and like, you know, modern technology, it would be a very bad time. Oh, man. You know what saves my life, man, is the uh, I, I figured out how to on Proton Calendar. I figured out how to subscribe to online calendars 
And so you have like oh, a, you right. can subscribe to like a U.S. holiday calendar and mm-hmm. like religious holiday calendars. You can subscribe to all these calendars and they stay up to date and you don't have to fuck with them. Oh, that's good. That's They're nice. just in there. And you can and, and because Proton Calendar comes with nothing preset. Mm-hmm. It's just blank. Right. So like not even not even like you in like days you recognizing whatever bullshit. None of that is in there. Okay. So you have to do it all yourself. So I had to learn how to subscribe mm. to online calendars. <laughs> you know, that would be very helpful. Actually, I might actually look into that. You should. Sounds, you uh, should. It is. Dude. It is life changing. It is life changing, <laughs> especially, especially considering, you know, uh, my girlfriend's Jewish. I, I don't know mm-hmm. the first goddamn thing about about a Jewish holiday. I don't fucking know. Right. Like, I don't know shit. Like, what day do they arrive on? How many are there? Yeah, Who knows? No, it's totally lost. <laughs> yeah. So I, I had a but there's there's an online one where you can like set it to like, I guess, uh-huh. how Jewish are you for like how many of the minor <laughs> holidays are on there? It's like, that's like one of those quizzes that pop up <laughs> yeah, right. on like those ads. How Jewish are you? <laughs> Take this quiz and find out. I'm 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 guessing based on the one that she told me to pick in order to burn the calendar. I'm, I'm guessing she's like middle Jewish because she didn't say to pick all of them, but she didn't. But she didn't have me do the very very basic one either. So I think it's like a middle Jewish. But it was okay. a that's yeah it was a uh, middle Jewish yeah right. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it because there's a ton of minor holidays in Judaism, uh-huh. just a shitload. Of minor yeah. holidays in Judaism that that most people just kind of ignore unless you're super mm-hmm. like way into it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, she told me which ones to pick and it was all good. Um, so I got that subscribed to I subscribed to a U.S. one that has federal holidays and uh, corporate holidays like Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 actually kind of a lifesaver. <laughs> Because I don't have to remember. All I have to remember is birthdays. That's it. <laughs> Very cool. Um, so yeah, happy Mother's Day to everybody. Belated, belatedly, yeah, it's coming out Monday. Yeah, you'll be listening this Monday. But yeah, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Um, I called my mom. Did you call your mom? Uh yes. Yep. Good. Good. Everyone should. Um. I know there's a there's a, my mom one of these people not didn't have a great relationship with her mom but her mom recently passed mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. I know I know for a fact that even when their relationship was strained my mom uh, there there were times my mom didn't call her mom and and, and I'm I'm sure mm-hmm. she doesn't I'm sure that you know affects you know what I mean so right. you should yeah. even if your relationship is strained just happy Mother's Day and then you can hang up you don't have to have right. a long conversation yeah like event one day you might regret it right yes if you don't. yes absolutely absolutely um okay uh we have a lot of stuff first of all um okay i wanted to mention this before we got into the actual topics yeah so this zelda game oh yes uh tears of the kingdom yes yes just came out. uh everybody's playing this zelda game everyone <laughs> yes, on my everyone. is playing this game According to reviewers, so I've not played it yet. I've, I have friends who are currently playing it right now who say it's very, very good. Um, according to reviewers, even like even like audience, like uh, and not just like professional reviewers, just like average gamers, um, the scores this game is getting appears to like beat out like the best vid- single player video games of all time. Um, um, 
Yeah, I can see. Here's the thing. I was thinking about this while I was looking at the response this game is getting. I was thinking about this versus Skyrim. Do you remember when Skyrim came out? Oh, yes. Absolutely bug nutty game of the year for every year it after it came. It's been game of the year now, I think, for something like 13 years. It has now been released 11 times. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah uh, the biggest game of all time. Um, yeah. And, and people are responding to this game, though, this Zelda game, mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda game, as, it, as if it is a better game than Skyrim. And I'll tell you what, I'm thinking about it, looking mm-hmm. at it, looking at what people are doing with this game. I believe it. Yes. I, yeah. Uh, I've seen things in this game that I've never seen in any other video game, and that says something, right? You know, you, right. sometimes maybe you think, oh, I've seen it all in video games. Well, no, actually, you haven't. You just didn't know this until you saw it. Um, and, uh, yeah, but go ahead. Keep going. With, with no, I was your, just your, I was just saying, saying. I, I, I believe it. I think I, I, there are some things that, that this game, the, the mechanic, apparently, where you can just build shit in this game. Yeah. Is... And it, it just works, to quote uh, God Howard. It yes. just works. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Some of the stuff people are building. Yeah. yeah. So, for example, yeah, suit. I, I... Yeah. So, for example, this has been shown off, so it's not like a spoiler. But you know, if if you're if you're if you're the type of person where you don't want to know anything at all about a game, maybe you know, skip a few minutes ahead. Um, but uh, the, you know, one of the one of the mechanics in in the new Zelda game is that you can essentially like almost glue things together. You can stitch them together of, of sorts. And the mechan the physics engine is so advanced that you can actually build things just like you could theoretically build them in real life. And it just works. The physics engine just responds correctly how you'd want it to. Um, So for example, if you, if you get a bunch of law, like you cut down some trees and the trees fall over and you get a bunch of law tree logs together, you can stitch them together and make a raft and they'll actually float. Um, You can then, you know, uh, get a fan or like a, or like a a rocket and uh, like attach it to the back of it and make it go faster. Or you can, you know, uh, create an actual plane or something like that. Someone made a B-52 bomber. Oh my Um, God. I saw a guy, he took, he took chunks of metal and put them all together, Uh put cannons, cannons for arms, and he made a humanoid mech robot to ride. Yes. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And it worked. It really is. Yeah, it yeah it it worked. Yeah, that's the thing, right? It worked. Uh, um, so yeah, it's it's very very uh, like innovative. I think um, truly because like like again, I've never seen this type of thing in another video game where the the physics engine just works so that it's like yeah, you know, the ground layer is there for the players to just make essentially whatever they want within the limits of the physics engine, which are quite expansive. It seems. Yeah, um, it, it it's it looks incredible. I, I I never finished. I never finished. Breath of the Wild. I played a lot of Breath mm-hmm. of. In fact, I think I'm. I think I literally only would have to finish one more tower, mm-hmm. and then and then the boss fight. I think that's as far as mm-hmm. I got in Breath of the Wild. I don't think I don't. I never finished the game. Um, and it was because it was fun, but it, it seemed a lot. Yeah. It felt Breath of the Wild. My complaint with Breath of the Wild is this: there were a lot of people who only play Nintendo games, uh, games on Nintendo yes. consoles. Oh, who yes. were blown yep. away by Breath of the Wild. Absolutely blown away mm-hmm. by it. And there are some incredible mechanics in that game. There were a lot of things that were very, very fun. The problem I had with Breath of the Wild is that it felt a little bit like a Ubi world. 
it had oh i see you know what i mean yeah. like i've i've played enough assassin's creed to know that like oh yeah i gotta go clear this thing and there's fucking 30 of them strewn across the map and i gotta go do the you know what i mean it, it feel it felt a little uh-huh. bit like an ubi world to me right sure sure uh trying to clear they weren't crypts but they were like they were the dungeons basically mm-hmm. yeah um and so it, it felt kind of like that and it sort of turned me off of it um, but this is this what what they've made now the 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 depth available in just being able to build something is incredible. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Like if you're the type of person, say, if you're watching like a let's play or something, like you're watching someone else play the game, the chances of every person tackling something the same way is very small in this game because of how creative a person can be. Right. right? Uh, if one person, like for example, yeah, there's a, there was a video of someone making a B fifty two bomber and like dropping bombs on enemies overhead, uh, and like you know that that's not something that another person is necessarily going to do um, without them already knowing how to do that. You know that what is- I mean? They're, they're going to do something else more than like right um, right build a catapult or build build right anything exactly. else. yeah 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 it's incredible it's it's really 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 cool i'm thinking about picking it up <laughs> yeah no it, yeah absolutely yeah um anyway I, i'm sure it would just cause my switch light to chug it seems oh, seems a little intense <laughs> unless little you machine. play on an emulator which i am not saying you know i i would never advocate something you know that should be in the gray area of legality, you know, I would never do that. Of course. But I'm saying, if one could, I've heard that it runs very well on emulators. Um, you know, okay. Uh, but but yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, if if you so if you own a physical copy of the game, there's nothing wrong with having a digital yes. backup of your game, of course. I mean, no, of course, because, yeah. If you can't allowed. extract, yeah, and you and legally, uh, from what I understand, uh, as long as you don't, you know download the firmware from like a third party or something and you actually were able to extract it from the switch itself which you can do and you know upload that onto a computer that is from my under from my you know novice understanding that is technically legal yeah um yeah no that yeah. absolutely is legal yeah you can you, you, yeah. there's there's no uh i mean you own that you know what i mean as long as you're not distributing yeah. it and right. in fact yeah you downloading it is a gray area it's not strictly (laughs) illegal to consume content because the question a lot of times is hosting right so right the one of the issues that you run into is that distributing stuff hosting stuff um for example if you're running a cedar if you're if you're seeding a torrent right you're you're technically Mm -hmm. distributing that thing right that's against the law if you are if you are pulling down a let's say you're pulling down a a a flack rip of a cd you already own right that's dubious that's questionable whether or not that's yeah. illegal <laughs> right like there's like i mean i mean there's there's an interesting guy watching a streamer on a sketchy website that's a gray right. area that, whether yeah. or not that's illegal because yeah. you're not you're not hosting it you're just consuming the content that's there right exactly it's a. It's actually a really kind of interesting gray area in the in the realm of piracy. Yeah. Is this idea that like, well, if you're not hosting it, are you actually breaking any rules? Um, right. If someone, if someone like you know, 
I don't know, uh, to like, you know, had some bootleg uh, version of like a VHS tape from the 90s where they like recorded the theater inside the theater or something like that of the movie. And then they played that for a bunch of people in their home. Are the people in the house, you know, who are just really consuming it? Are they doing something illegal? I would I mean, I would personally probably say no. I'm not a legal expert, but, you know. Right, right. Uh, It's it's, it is it is an interesting gray area with that stuff. And it's it's one of those things that. I mean, you know, <laughs> not to not to give any legal advice. I'm not. But no, this is not legal the, advice. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the but the, for real, it is a gray area that that kind of difference mm-hmm. between hosting and consuming. Um, uh-huh. And then whether or not you own the file at the end of it, for example, downloading a streamer uh, might be a problem. But just streaming it, I mean, mm-hmm. it, you don't have anything at the end of it. You right. you just sat there and watched the content that someone else made available to you. Um, right. That there's uh, there's that's that really is a very real gray area. It's kind of an interesting little mm-hmm. little question of law. But in any case, um, yeah. So I've seen some people making some cool stuff. You sent me a picture of a guy who made a statue out of wood that had a dick and balls um, made out of a flamethrower. It was a flamethrower. Yeah. I made out of a flamethrower. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, yes. Oh, okay, so what what did you feel like hitting first? Oh, man. So, yeah, there's a few things that I have that, um, like, if you want to stay on the topics and you, you can just, you know, go wherever, that's perfectly fine. But I, I'm, I am also perfectly comfortable with just, like, kind of, you know, um, you know, doing a very quick rundown of some things um, I, that caught my eye. So, sure. first off, you know, I think we are now, like, a Jim Cramer tracking podcast. Oh yes, to some extent. Point. To some extent, yes. Um, yeah, yeah. So um, Dr- Jim Cramer. As just far as addition. other people tweet things about Jim Cramer and tag us in it, and then we talk about it. <laughs> that's, that's right. Yeah. So just just today, uh, Jim Cramer said uh, an, an economic wave is about to hit. That will be fantastic for investors. End quote. What does that mean? <laughs> It means you should go home and hug your loved ones. Is what it means. <laughs> and uh, an take economic shelter. wave. An economic wave could be like you know just a a great wave to surf on, or it could be a goddamn tsunami that ruins your home and and floods your neighborhood and and yeah, drowns children. Ambi- what are you talking about? It's ambiguous enough to where he can claim he's correct no matter what side. Is yeah, and, it's it great ends for up investors on. because everything hit the fucking everything went down to nothing. And it's real cheap to buy in now. It could be great for right. investors. <laughs> right. Does, yeah, does he mean the current investors or future investors? Yeah. You know, people who will invest or people who are invested right now. You know? <laughs> That's a big difference there, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be great for investors. Oh, okay. Are you saying are you saying buy the dip? <laughs> like what do you mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, oh man <laughs> well he thinks it's going to be great so it's going to be terrible <laughs> I mean yeah. at least we can be sure of that <laughs> I just I uh, don't know I, I, I don't I, 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 he's incredible he's just amazing he's amazing I don't know why he yeah, keeps talking yeah. yeah I I love that little trickster god he's fantastic he really is yeah, he's got it. He's uh, tapped into Loki, is what he is. He, exactly. He's yeah. tapped into that monkey's paw, and he knows exactly yeah. what's coming down the pike. <laughs> right. Um, 
another thing I had, and this is just something I'm just going to mention, uh, because like even playing the video won't really add too much context. Uh, I wanted to I, say I, Buddy I showed... tagged us in that. I, I wanted to, I wanted oh, to yes, point yes, that yes, out. I wanted Buddy to thank him for that. Thanks, yeah. Buddy, for that. Yes, yeah, shout out. Um, Sorry, I can't say Oh, no, 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 no. Thank you for doing that. Um, uh, no, but uh, we uh, playing the video is not going of this isn't going to add much more context, so I don't really see a reason to do it. But um, I, I showed uh, Dean it like right before we started recording. Uh, Nick Fuentes at CPAC uh, spurred <laughs> out and got in a bitch fight after being called a cum hunter at CPAC. So, I, mind you, I, I want to be clear here. What this video shows are two men holding hands very tightly, um, seemingly like almost. <laughs> Like getting in, like almost like I don't even know how to describe it. it they're just it like holding like hands, like hugging. Each other. Yeah, they're dancing. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it's just like it is like uh, you know the state of uh, Zoomer conservatives is uh, not great. Yeah, Nick Nick Fuentes, notorious and and infamous cum hunter, is very angry about being called a cum hunter. Right. <laughs> He's a, the guy. They're they're locked. They're locked hands together, out hand, arms outstretched from one another. Like it's like it's the uh, like it's the London Bridge game. Is that the is that the right yes, game? I'm thinking? Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. They're yeah, locked, yeah. arms outstretched like that, and then one of the guys kicks him in the stomach, and then he throws a couple of weak looking punches at the guy. Yeah, like the weakest looking punches ever. The dude is totally unaffected by them, and then and then they like he just walks away. The guy walks away and Nick Fuentes walks away. Uh, and it's like, what, what, what do you... What, uh, very serious. I mean, here's the thing. Look, people can say what they want about the libertarian going up on stage naked and yada, yada, yada. And yeah, it's yeah. stupid, but it's also kind of funny. I dig it. Um, right. Uh, this is... If this is the alternative... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> ambiguously bisexual Nick Fuentes getting in a slap fight with another guy at CPAC um, yes <laughs> yes that's that is just that's exactly what I want as an alternative to the libertarian party those are the guys yeah, that are gonna get shit sure. done <laughs> right yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Nick Fuentes, who was just recently dropped from uh, Kanye's presidential campaign mm. um, as well. Yes. Um, yeah. So, I believe yeah. Kanye, yeah. when he went missing, I believe Kanye being missing was actually Kanye in the fucking hospital. Uh, mm. Do you remember when he was when he was just like missing? Yeah, I do remember that. Not yeah. long after his Alex Jones appearance. Yeah. And I think I think that was Kanye's fucking been checked into a hospital. Yes, <laughs> it's not surprised. I think not that's what that was. I'm not sure. I have no information to back that up, but it feels like that mm-hmm. because then he immediately came out and said Jonah Hill may convince me not to be an any semite anymore. <laughs> so maybe maybe he was at Jonah Hill's place. I don't know. <laughs> but it seems like Kanye 24 is falling apart. I know Milo was trying to burn it down yeah. from the inside. That was a fascinating thing. He was Milo. Have you followed at all what was going on on the inside of that with Milo? No, I try not to stay up to date with Milo at all. Man, there like was she- a whole there was like a whole it was a bunch of rat fuckery and like um gay ops 
and and just bullshit that like Milo. Okay, Milo wanted to burn um, MAGA to the ground because Milo felt betrayed by Trump. Mm, okay, and so Milo has had this kind of desire to it's destroy kind of like the Ann Coulter thing. Yeah, a little bit. Exactly. And so he also, for some reason, he was involved with, with, I think it was Laura Loomer somehow. Like, like there was some involvement with her mm-hmm. and some weird shit about, uh, I, I just don't. And, and Marjorie, maybe it was Marjorie Taylor Greene whose house he stayed at or some shit. I don't know. I it's, do remember that. I think that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. It was, a, and there was, a, there was weird shit with that too. But, uh, he was trying to burn down the whole MAGA thing, right? And that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons that he jumped in on the Kanye thing was to basically try and he he was out to he was out to sabotage the new right that he helped create. Right. Um he that's that was kind of his goal and there was, Milo there was is the Oppenheimer of our time. Right. It was so weird that there was the, <laughs> there was a they, all of this shit was going on on Telegram and people were leaking DMs and it was just all this drama in the America First thing because there everybody was doing gay ops on each other. Um <laughs> Uh, the, that Ali guy, I don't know, I don't know what his name, yeah. I don't know his, I, his Ali though is, is his name. He was, uh, he, he apparently has a liking of, of a particular 14 year old boy or a set of them. I, I'm not sure. Um, based on leaked DMs and, and leaked messages and, and, and mm-hmm. interactions he's had with them, I believe on Instagram, all of this is secondhand information. Um, uh, and just my opinion, none of this is a statement of fact at all. Uh, he apparently had that going on, and then the the uh, there was all the all the Fuentes stuff and the Catboy stuff, and the it's just a mess. It's a mess. <laughs> Imagine like just I I want to like go to like Chat GPT and put all of those words into like into it and see what it spits out. Like you know, oh, Catboy yeah. Fuentes, <laughs> <laughs> Milo, <laughs> Kanye. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, all of this stuff it's so interesting there's this weird little insular you know it's funny to think about the internet like this right there's these uh-huh. weird little insular groups operating on fucking telegram where Milo Yiannopoulos and Nick Fuentes like sword fight with their cocks in their different in their different competing telegram groups that all share the same <laughs> members and they and they th- this little insular group ro- ropes Kanye West into running for president for real fake I don't know nobody does, and then he goes on Alex Jones and says he loves Hitler, and now this weird little insular group of Telegram morons has somehow become one of the more influential pop culture sort of forces. Yeah. Dude, it, it's one of those times where it's like, you know, a reality is stranger than fiction. Yeah. Because you know? if someone like if someone wrote this or like said this would happen, people would be like, you're insane. Uh, don't ever speak to me again about right? what you think. Because um, also the idea that, the, you know, these telegram groups who share members, essentially they're just acting as like a, it's a game of telephone where the members are like talking in between telegram groups saying what the other person said here and here because they have different people, yeah. uh, you know, who won't talk to each other. No. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and they somehow rope in the biggest pop star on the planet. Yeah. To be the front say- man for this cadre of idiots. 
Yeah, and and Alex Jones, you know, it, it really is one of those, like universe glide type thing where you something you know that uh, uh you know you don't see in a million years a once in a you know a millennium event or something uh, where it's just like oh yeah I never would have imagined Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, Fuentes, Kanye West, and Alex Jones all and and him saying I love Hitler on on yeah. Alex Jones's. While like, wearing a while wearing a Balenciaga patch jacket and a and a weird gimp mask that's not really a gimp and people call it a gimp it was like a zip hoodie it was some fucking it was right. nuts yeah I I don't understand but this is here's the thing this is fall of the republic shit this yes, is what absolutely. happens <laughs> this is what happens when the empire is collapsing. <laughs> I only hope it stays yeah. this funny. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh. <laughs> uh, I will yeah, fiddle while has, Rome has, burns. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. The internet has just made it um so that you can just see all this, right? Because like before, you know, like exactly, like Rome burning, you know, you had your own like small little insular viewpoint for that for that happening. Um you didn't really like have all the insanity. You like a, a normal Roman person probably wasn't directly aware or as aware, I'll say, of all the insanity that most likely went on during those times. Right. Uh they just had no no like viewpoint into it. How uh, many people, internet, how many we people were aware that Caligula's horse now held political office? Like how, right, how exactly. many people, just regular people knocking around Rome were aware of that? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The internet just makes all these things more funny. Uh, it great. really does. It's it's glorious. And it is a lot like that. It's like Caligula's horse having political office. The whole thing yeah. is just a sham. And, and it right. couldn't be more obvious. Yeah. Oh, man. It makes me laugh. <laughs> you had another uh, one that you... Uh... I, I actually have a story here I didn't post in topics yet. Um, this one... So, I don't know if you heard about this. So, this actually happened in 2021, but I think the video is new. Um, so there was a man in South Carolina who was suicidal, um, and his mother was with him and she called the story. This is an interesting story. You continue, but there's some interesting stuff about this. Keep going. Yes. So the, the man uh, was suicidal. Um, his mom was with him. He was in like, I think a truck or an SUV. I don't remember at the moment, but, um, he was in the front seat in the driver's seat. And his mother was standing on the outside of the car, outside his window, the driver's seat window, just like talking to him, trying to talk him down. And she had called the police um, and the police come there. And within 20 seconds of them arriving, uh, they open fire on the dude and shoot him nine times yes. with his mother standing right there at the window. Yes. She's right there at the driver's side window they, and they start they, shooting into the window. They were very reckless with with who was in there, yes. uh, with who was downrange. Very reckless. Yeah. And you know what? And this is just like this is an like saying the saying what I'm about to say might sound awful. This is where the peak, like you know, uh, divine comedy uh, part comes in. Um, this suicidal man who was shot nine times, he lived. Yes, he did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I believe the story went that he was he he was he had a firearm on him um and they yeah. fired on him because he was holding a gun. Um right. and he, he was, claimed he yeah I think I'm sorry do what? Yeah. 
I believe he was about to shoot himself. He was, uh, from what I understand. That was his and, intent, and and I believe and they he were actually like, oh, raised no, the gun so the cops would this. shoot him. Yeah, and yeah, <laughs> the cops were like, "Oh no, we have to stop this. Let's shoot." Him. Yes, exactly. Well, he was, and this is the thing too. I seem to recall this video came out when the event happened, or, or oh, did near it? to it? I, I don't but remember. Okay, it, it, it didn't go around. Mm, okay. It didn't really go around, and this was a because uh, I, I recall this story, and maybe the video hadn't come out, and I just read the story. Um, but this, yeah, this story had come out at the time, and one of the things that's very interesting about it is this was one of the instances that sort of led to the "do not call the cops if you have a family member in distress" type of mm. moments. Do do not call the cops for that. Because the cops are jumpy and assholes, and if your family member is in distress, cops are going to react to your jumpy family member by killing them. Yeah, like that's yep. that's how that's going to go down. Yeah, and that was a that this this story is is a fascinating story, but it's also it's one of those things too where it's like yeah the guy this is one of the things that of course the conservatives and the people who support the police were talking about like what he had a firearm on him he had a firearm he had a firearm and it's like yeah he was gonna kill himself. They knew he had a firearm. And they're like, oh no, we have to stop this. Let's shoot him. Right. <laughs> right. Oh my they God. They rolled up to the scene knowing he was armed or knowing he could be armed. He was trying to commit yeah. suicide. Right. So the, they, they, it, it's like a big shock to them when he has a gun yeah. and they, they blow him away. And it's I, like, what, what the fuck are you doing? What are you talking about? Yeah. And also, also, his mother is standing right there right when they open fire. Like, like she is like a, a couple inches away from the bullets. Um, oh yeah, no, they 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 did not give a shit if they killed her. They no. did not care at all. <laughs> they that was the that was the least of their concerns. Yeah, <laughs> you know, along those lines, mm-hmm. there's a guy here in Houston who was shooting at. Um, I think there was someone trying to steal his catalytic converter, and he shot at him. And his bullet went through an apartment wall and hit someone. Mm. And uh, and he uh, he has been arrested, and I believe they're charging him with involuntary manslaughter mm-hmm. as a result of this. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, technically, yeah, it's involuntary manslaughter. Technically, um, <sighs> but man, that's why you have to be aware of your target and right. what is beyond it. Yeah. Yep. Because you you will fucking kill someone if you if yeah. you hit a wall that's behind your target you you don't know what's on oh, the yeah. other side of that wall. It always seems to me, and this is just my own anecdotal experience, but it always seems to me like uh, cops are always in, in the videos I've seen. Cops are always the ones who don't seem to even care about that uh, no. gun safety rule. They they just open fire wildly. Oh, they uh, are. They're, they're absolutely just reckless entirely. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not. It's absolutely, and it's it is totally irresponsible. The way yeah. that cops handle these. I mean, this is this is what killed. Uh, I believe that's what killed Breonna Taylor. I'm pretty sure that's what killed. Um, mm-hmm. Is isn't that what killed? Uh, shit, I can't remember. There was another sleeping girlfriend was killed by cops who were opening fire on a house type situation. I can't remember what it was. Um, there's also well, like there's, uh, was it like the seven year old girl in the mall? I forget where that happened at. But yes, yes, yeah, she was in in a Target, wasn't it? And she was in the fitting yeah, room. Something like that. Yeah. Something like that, yeah. 
Yes, I remember that. There was the there was that one. There was the uh, there was the I think Duncan Limp was another one of those where they just kind of fired into a house. Yeah, yeah, <clears> they, they fired into his they fired into his bedroom. Yeah. So that whole th- th- this is very very common with cops, um, and it can happen with individuals, just like this guy here in in, oh, yeah. in Houston who shot at a guy stealing. But the cops don't murder. usually the cops don't usually get charged uh, right. when, when they do. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, th- that guy here in Houston, I don't feel good about that. I, I don't. I, I that to me mm. feels like a civil thing. He's, there was mm-hmm. no intent there at all. Like mm-hmm. at all, there was no criminal intent whatsoever. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think he should go to jail. I mean, he, he. I mean, this is the. I mean, yeah, he's reckless, but I mean, negligence. That to me is is a negligence. That's negligence. That that belongs mm-hmm. in a civil court. He needs to be paying those people for the rest of his life because he took somebody's life because he was irresponsible. That that to me is how that needs to go. But. Uh, uh, I don't know, I, because people's desire people's desire is that the state charge people, and I get that, but it's like, what, is that the appropriate solution to this problem? Does this guy right. need to go to prison? Does he need rehabilitation? Did he even mean to right. do this? Right. Like, like, it just doesn't make any sense to me, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just makes me wonder. It just makes me... Mm-hmm. I just don't... I, I, <laughs> It just doesn't feel appropriate. That doesn't feel like the appropriate solution. Right. Because he didn't have any criminal intent. He didn't, he mm-hmm. didn't have the intent to hurt someone outside of somebody who was fucking with his property, which he's allowed to defend in Texas. Mm-hmm. So, I, mm, I don't know. I don't know. It seems like an unfortunate thing that belongs in civil court and not like a fucking manslaughter. <laughs> but, in any case. Right. In any case. I'm sorry. <laughs> you no, said, no, you're fine. Um, this story where this, this guy, I believe the guy who, who survived that, that shooting, um, the, the, I think he said he wanted the cops to shoot him and that's why he was behaving the way he was with that, with the gun. Oh, he might've, yeah. I I didn't see that from the story I had, but that might've been the case. But it's the kind of thing where it's like, why would you let yourself get played like that? (laughs) Right. (laughs) And also, if that's what he wanted, the cops couldn't even do that right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. You didn't save my life. You ruined my death. (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You had this other. Did you want to talk about CBD gummies? Oh, God. uh, Yes. Okay. Because this also ties into another tweet that was making the rounds this week. Yeah. Do you have that tweet pulled up? I don't have it at the moment. Uh, I I can have it very quickly. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) But here, you you go into this story. I can absolutely have that tweet pretty quick. Oh, which story? Uh, The one, there's the, that, from that tweet that you posted about China and fentanyl. Oh, Okay, yeah. So, oh god. So I don't know if people are aware of Vivek uh, uh, Ramaswamy. Uh, he's a presidential candidate. Um, I think he's ru- is he running as an? I should have checked this before. I'm very bad with this. Um, I, I think he's running as an independent or uh, on the, or for Republicans. I, I hold on. Let me. I can check. Um, uh, I think he's Vivek2024.com. Yeah, Ramaswamy. 
policy vision? Oh, of Republican, wealthy Republican. Is he running okay. as a Republican, though? I think, oh, yeah, GOP hopeful. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. Republican. Oh, so he's he's running a, his, Republican. his whole platform is anti-woke. Yeah, that's okay. his entire platform. Yeah. So, but, uh, you know, it's always funny to me when these type of, when these po- people, these politicians, um, and he's not a politician. Well, he's trying to be a politician. He's a yeah, hopeful think, wannabe. Yeah, he's a ho- he's a wannabe politician. Um, they come out and they act like they have, you know, they have the secret, right? They, uh, no one has heard this message before, right, Dean? No one, not a single person on earth has heard this revolutionary message. Um, you know how we're going to stop the drugs, uh, Dean? How are we going to stop gonna, the uh, drugs? We're going to bomb the cartels. Oh, God. Yeah, that's, that's how we're going to do it. No, it's, it's revolutionary. It's novel. No one has ever tried it before. No one has ever like thought, hmm, what if we just apply violence here? <laughs> Fucking boomer con on Facebook policy positions. Jesus no, Christ. And, and these... Yeah, and and they always uh, um, come. They always display these policies, or they talk about them as if, oh, huh, no one has had this type of talk before. I am a I am a new politician. I'm speaking directly to the people. Uh, no one is like me. And even do you actually do you want to play the video? Um, the video uh, link to yeah. it. Yeah, nope, I can get it pulled up here. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's listen to the video for um, a little bit. Okay. Oh, come on, come on. Stop buffering. Stop buffering. (laughs) Problems that we face in our country within our own borders, like, say, the fentanyl crisis. It's a supply-side driven crisis. It's not an academic debate in a freshman year of a, a, you know, expository writing class where you, in principle, could say this is demand-side driven. Well, in principle, it might be. In practice, it's not. It's a supply-side driven problem. I, in this I need you to stop now. I'm, I'm going to um, lose my mind. I, am, I, I need you to stop says, right Wait a minute. Right what I mean, is he even... Of- okay. He's saying words, Dean. That's what he's doing. He's what saying words. What does he words. think he's saying, though? Right. Like, what do you mean? It's supply-driven. It's a supply-side-driven those... problem. Why is there supply? Vivek, uh, why is there supply? I mean, there's the macroeconomic theory about supply creating demand. Like, just because the fact that a sure. thing exists means that there's going to be demand, but if it's not... Right. But, but what does he yeah, mean but, but by it's this? Never, right, but just having so sure, and yeah, you could take that route. But just having, in the sense that yeah, you need supply in order for people to realistically acquire something, right? Right, exactly. Exist. Yeah, sure. That's you know, there's a lot of ways economic, uh, you know, people who are like dipping their toe in uh, economics will kind of like twist that. But ultimately, the truth is. Nothing supply side that's created get like it's not like, you know, I'm going to create this and then just by the act of me creating this, people are going to want it. Without demand, there is no supply like you don't without at least the potential for demand. You don't have any supply of a thing. Nobody's going to make it if nobody fucking wants it. Yeah, just because. Yeah, just because the people might not have known they would have wanted this prior to them knowing about it doesn't mean it's supply side driven. There was you know demand I mean? for the iPhone. That's why it sold so goddamn well. The only reason yeah. that there that you couldn't measure it before the iPhone came out is because the iPhone didn't exist. But the yeah. demand was always there. Yeah, yeah. Just because, yeah. All if 
all that's saying, right, is that, well, sure, um, we need to know about its existence first before we can want it, or at least we have to be able to conceive of it first before we can know we want it. Um, sure, that seems unobjectionable, but that doesn't mean, uh, like, what, what he's saying here doesn't make it make sense, you know what I mean? Even if you accept that view, it doesn't make sense. It's saying that it's not demand-driven. It's like, okay, how are the drugs getting there? How, are, like, are the suppliers forcefully injecting these people? <laughs> I want to, okay, I want to see if he makes any sense. Let's, I'm going to roll okay, it back, yeah. and I want to well, give this guy a chance I want to give this guy a chance to save this, okay? Because mm-hmm. I've never seen this right. video before. You've seen it. I haven't. I, yeah. I want to give him a shot. I want to see, buddy, right. you're not making any sense right now, but can you can you close the loop on this and make what you're saying make sense? I can see, ah, ah, that's what he's thinking. Let's see. I'm, I'm, I, I want him to be able to do that. Play. Problems we that we face in our country within our own borders, like, say, the fentanyl crisis. It's a supply side driven crisis. It's not an academic debate in a freshman year of a, of a, you know, expository writing class where you in principle could say this is demand side driven. Well, in principle, it might be in practice. It's not. It's a supply side driven problem in this country driven by countless amounts. I mean, thousands upon hundreds of thousands of, of pills and otherwise through which fentanyl is trafficked into this country responsible for over 100,000 American deaths per year, including places like my home state here in Ohio, where I'm talking to you from. I believe that it is both a legally and morally justified use of military force to use the U.S. military to annihilate the drug cartels south of the border in Mexico. If we can do it to ISIS across the world, (laughs) we can certainly do it to the narco state south of our own border with the cartels as non-state actors that are responsible for literally 50 times as many people as died on 9-11 dying each year here in the United States. So. These are unconventional ideas. Uh, I mean, I have no, they're not. Every boomer on, on Facebook most of says what yeah. is the mainstream debate too. But these are examples of unique contributions to the debate that I've already no, made. That not. frankly are already starting to be adopted by other candidates, which I think is a good thing. The case I make to the voters is: okay, at the end of this, do we want a follower in the White House or do we want a leader? Problems um, that we face in, it, in our uh, country with uh, 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 there are so many problems. There are so many problems. Yeah. One, he said, if we can do it to ISIS, we can do it to the drug cartels. This is That's a, a big know, if, buddy. This is a common misconception that I see about ISIS. Mm-hmm. Have you seen, have you ever, like, this is something, this is, this really is something that kind of fascinates me a little bit. People classify or, or conceive of ISIS as a non-state threat. Mm-hmm, right. But it's not. What's in the name? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, ISIS, ISIL, whatever you want to call it, was a government. Yeah. It was a nascent government. It was a government yeah. that was claiming its territory in the process of claiming its territory, but it was right. a government. Right. ISIS was not a non-state threat. If you look at ISIS functionally and what it is and what it did and what it was doing. I mean, this is the thing. <clears throat> they had passports. They were making people pay taxes. Yeah. They were, they were, for all intents and purposes, a state. Yeah. <laughs> they did very little different from what the United States does right. on a day-to-day and basis. And you know what? Actually, you know what? You know what's funny about the drug cartels and ISIS? Is that they can thank much of their existence to the United States oh, of yeah. America. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, <laughs> Imagine the United States creating its own enemies abroad. 
But I just, yeah. This, also, that that idea that ISIS is a non-state threat is something that people people think mm-hmm. ISIS is Al Qaeda. Like that's the exact same thing, and they're not. They're very different and functionally yeah. very different things. Al Qaeda is right. a non-state organization. ISIS wanted to be a state. They were a state. Yeah. Again, a nascent state, a state that was current, that was in the process of conquering its territory, but they were a state. Yeah. Yeah. And so the, this idea that, I mean, that's the first problem <laughs> outside of the, the also, supply driven problem, which doesn't make any sense. Also, the whole, like, as you said, like how this was novel, it's like, no, every boomer on Facebook believes this. This is yeah. when you see this on, well, we should just bomb them. You know, <laughs> I've like, seen I've seen a number of Jesus, any guy with sunglasses in his profile photo and a Vietnam vet fucking uh, uh, profile header is says this. Like this is this is a type of guy who says this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All, yeah. Also, uh, just go back going back to the supply side, right? So on, on a technical level, right, this is sometimes referred to as Say's law, right, which is to say that um, you know um, you, the production uh, production of something is uh, creates demand, but I think a more technical term would be production uh is necessary but even so some people would classify it as production is necessary for demand but even that is not quite right um i, no, I disagree with that i, I would disagree um, with that as well production yes. serves demand production yeah uh if you wanted to class if you wanted you could say to say the knowledge that- you could say the knowledge of a product necessitates uh demand so the, the knowledge of production or potential production necessitates demand for sure demand. i think that's a correct statement i, I think you could uh, say i think you if you wanted to formulate it as 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 production or supply discovering demand you can maybe do that because right, the demand yeah, was yeah, always exactly. there you just didn't know it um right or, but, but yeah but this idea that that the supply the mere supply engenders demand necessarily is nonsense yeah now maybe maybe uh, you know maybe we're being too unfair perhaps what he means is that a lot of these people who are overdosing on fentanyl don't know that fentanyl is in the drug and that's kind of what he means and he's just being real sloppy with his language that's possible um, that's that's possible although um I'm not I don't feel well giving the benefit of the doubt to a politician. I don't think they know what they say most of the time. Um, so I'm not well, it doesn't exactly make much sense sure. to give the benefit of the doubt to a guy who thinks his revolutionary idea is just to bomb the cartels. Yeah, just, we're just going to bomb. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Is it also I mean, look, uh, there are chunks of Mexico that could be con- that could be considered narco controlled. Um, like I don't I don't doubt oh, sure. like that's absolutely true. Classifying Mexico as a narco state is a little inaccurate. Right. Mexico's not a fucking narco state. Like you could say that about Colombia in the fucking eighties, maybe. But Mexico's not a fucking narco state. Like I don't I don't I don't think it qualifies. Right. Like there are chunks of the, like there are chunks of the country that are controlled by the cartel, but but it's not really it's not the whole right. thing, right? Yeah, right, right. I I just don't. I, this dude is, um, boy, he's saying what people really want somebody to say. What some people really oh, yeah. want somebody to say. 
Right. Well, it's like, you know, what, what was it? Ted Cruz in 2016. Or no, was it Ted Cruz? I don't remember. It might have been. I, I They all kind of blur in my mind. But um, I think it was Ted Cruz who said, like, glass the Middle East in 2016 or something like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe earlier. Uh, but it, it was very much like uh, this is just red meat for conservatives um, a lot of the time. Right. Yeah. So, like, you know, uh, it, it, this this dude is very much playing to like the boomer uh, boomer Facebook uh, memes. Yeah, there was a there was a guy actually recently who on Twitter said that we should have glassed the Middle East. I believe, I believe his terminology was turn the Middle East into a parking lot. And oh, I'm like, yeah, I'm, right. I'm like, dude, this is the, this was my level of understanding of, of, of <laughs> geopolitics and foreign policy when I was in eighth grade. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that's legitimately, I believed that in eighth grade, I thought that might be a good idea. Right. Yeah. It, it's just, it's very much like, you know. And the world is very easy when you can just like um, divide everything into oh, uh, good people here, bad people there, kill bad people there, right? And like yeah, that takes no like you know no like like brain power to really you know compute. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's very almost easy. like it's very easy. It's almost like it breaks up into like if it's a problem, you can bomb it. If you can't bomb it, it's obviously not a problem. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> it just loops in on itself. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's a boomercon, boomercon foreign policy, yeah. boomercon problem solving. If it's a problem, no, really, you can bomb it. If it's if you can't bomb it, it's obviously not a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, okay, everything. You know, they have a hammer. Everything's like a nail. That's obviously going to be what they use most of the time. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's like you can't just have this huge military and not use it. You know, you wouldn't want those bombs getting dusty in a warehouse somewhere. There's a it's a it's a fascinating little. Um, there's also such such fear porn around fentanyl in particular. Yeah. From people who don't use drugs. Right. Like like it's it's and I'll I'll be look I'll be I'll be the first to say someone who uses a lot of drugs not the first person I go to for advice but if I want to understand drugs that might be a good person to ask you know what I mean right like yeah. <laughs> like if there's someone who does drugs regularly they might have an understanding of drugs that I don't share <laughs> right um but but it's like fentanyl it's it is it is oh. dangerous it's much more it's much yeah stronger than uh it's very easy to overdose on fentanyl that's the problem with fentanyl sure it's it is a it is it is more potent and it is more it is it is far easier to overdose on it especially if you don't know it's in your product yeah which is that's the real problem with it that's the real danger that as i understand it from listening to people whose friends are overdosing on fentanyl like like real Mm -hmm. like people who do drugs yeah um, and it, I don't see how this solves uh, that. <laughs> right. It, well, it, it's also this whole, like, you know, nanny state thing that, you know, uh, we must protect people from, you know, the consequences of their bad choices or something like that. You know what I mean? If someone, you know, and I'm not, I don't, I'm not, I don't want to come across as callous here because if so, if there's an accidental overdose, that's tragic. Uh, uh, but that doesn't, you know, mean that, okay, well, therefore we need to go, uh, kill the seller. Something yes, like that. right. Or, now, now, if it's if someone like specifically hid that there was fentanyl in it or something like that, then yeah, that's a case of that you could very well 
say that's that's an aggressive act because you know they did not think they were consuming fentanyl and it was secretly in um sure right that's that's an argument you could make and i'd be uh, very receptive to but outside of that um you know this idea that well you know you, you uh, politicians do this a lot well they'll talk about deaths and i'm not again i i'm not trying to like say that none of the, these people's lives don't matter or whatever that's not what i'm saying but think about how many people die from like heart disease or something and a lot of this is caused from you know uh whether that be no exercise or what and in conjunction with like bad eating habits from yeah like you know junk yeah something like that um a lot of people die a lot from heart disease um and a lot of the cause of that is as i said lack of exercise and junk food so then do we say we gotta you know kill the fast food industry and by and i don't mean that metaphorically uh we need to bomb them yes right we need to uh, bomb mcdonald's <laughs> yes um so you know uh, and again that's not that's not i'm not saying fentanyl and you know mcdonald's the same but there's a degree of there's a Good, big degree yeah, of difference the, the, over a, time but the, the difference it, is one know, of degrees you just said it there's it a degree is, yes. of difference yeah it's not a difference in kind i don't think it's a difference in degree obviously right. fentanyl is much more deadly and it's much easier to kill yourself with fentanyl um but you can kill yourself with mcdonald's too it just takes a longer amount of time yes. so it's a difference in time scale yeah um uh, it's it's an interesting thing because this is the kind of thing that I I, I just as a little thinky thinky experiment this idea that like you could have if you were to for example uh, stop um stop arresting people and prosecuting them and and putting them in jails where they die for uh, having chemicals that they put in themselves if you were to stop doing that. And if you were to say, okay, we don't care, we don't care. If you want to mm-hmm. put chemicals in yourself, have at it. If you want to sell mm-hmm. chemicals to people to put in themselves, have at it. We don't care mm-hmm. anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. I would much rather, when somebody overdoses on heroin, I would much rather, or, or if a bunch of people overdose on heroin because it was laced with fentanyl and they didn't know it, I would much rather the families of those people have a class action wrongful death suit against yes. the fucking, the, the, the Chickasaw heroin company right. and take them to goddamn, take them to goddamn court. <clears throat> and, and, and because that's ultimately, that is ultimately what keeps these kinds of companies in line, right? Is the threat right, of litigation. Yeah. Yes. And so to me, it makes more sense that we we have this the threat of litigation that it's like, yeah, I mean, you're in the heroin production business. You better make a good fucking product because if people on your product are fucking dying through no fault of their own. You are going to have a fucking problem. Right. Like economically, it's not going to be profitable for you. Um, if you're killing your customers. Um, and if you think that's and, insane, if you think it's insane that you could have the fucking Chickasaw Heroin Company, um, I want you to look up, I want you to go ahead and Google, there used to be, back in the back in the early um, 20th century uh, and, and through the 19th century, you could get a little glass bottle full of heroin. Yeah, yes. Like you could just get a little glass bottle full of heroin. It was a it was a pain mm-hmm. reliever. It was a cough suppressant. It was a lot of stuff. Yep. It, you used to be able to just buy heroin on the open market. <laughs> you could do the same thing with cocaine back in the day. 
So it's it's oh, the, yeah. it's the kind of thing where it's like it, 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 that sounds insane to us now, but a hundred years ago. That that was just a thing you cocaine could do. was in everything. Yes. <laughs> it was like uh, you went to the doctor. Oh, you, your stomach hurts. So here, here's some cocaine, kid. <laughs> right. And was that irresponsible? Perhaps. Yes. Maybe. Maybe we learn more about it and we stop giving cocaine yeah. to children. I think that's probably a good idea. But that doesn't mean that we arrest anybody who has it or sells it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it ultimately, all defaults down to this point where it's like. Uh, either a person like you need to be coddled and taken care of uh, by the state. That's ultimately like what this all comes down to. So like whenever um, some conservative is talking about like, you know, well, we need to protect Bill from drugs. It's like once you accept that, then the leftist critique of we need to stop people from eating all this fast food. And that's why we need to, like use legislation to like uh, ban certain types of food products. That doesn't seem as insane once you have seeded drugs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like that. You know what I mean? It's it, it, it's in, it's using the same methodology. They're saying, yeah, no, we we want to do this because um, this is a threat to the individual's health. Um, so once you've once you've seeded that ground, it's, you've you've kind of just thrown thrown away the the game. Absolutely, given up the game entirely. And it's the kind of thing too where it's like I, the other thing that bothers me is this: fucking conservatives out here talking about return. You want to fucking return? You want to return? Let's return to when your great granddad or great great granddad could buy heroin off the shelf. Let's fucking return no. to that, you dumbass. Let's please yeah, can yeah. we return to that? I'm with you. Right. I'm with you. Let's return. <laughs> Also, there's this funny idea about like those return types where they they seemingly think that um, for like the mass majority of like human history, people weren't getting drunk and high uh, or something like, yeah, like, like this that, is that some new fucking common... thing in, yeah. in, the, in the development of the human species. Drugs. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's a, a fucking the, the new millennium hit to the year 2000 yeah. and suddenly drugs are a thing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I just, I'm, I, it, it really it kind of throws me for a loop when you see these trad types who talk about degeneracy and drug use and all sort of stuff. And it's like, bro, mm-hmm. you want to venerate your, the way your great grandfather lived. He bought heroin off the fucking shelf. He bought heroin over the counter. <laughs> like, what and do also, you mean? a lot of these types, a lot of these types. Um, yeah, they, I, now, most of them are now just simping for like the monarchy and the crown, which makes more sense to me. But some of them sure. are very much like we need to in that, you know, there's all this degeneracy now. And that's why we need to return to our roots in, of 1776. Uh, you know, and yeah. it's like, do you even know who made this country? Do you have any idea? Of the, <laughs> do you the know the fucking drunks, the fucking <laughs> the drunks, the absolute the prevalence of marijuana use? <laughs> Do you yeah. know? Do you know what Thomas Jefferson grew? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't just tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, this country, the 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 people who fought in the Revolutionary War, like were drunks, like hardcore drunks, yes. and they killed redcoats. It like, wasn't, hey, but dude. Uh, honestly, it wasn't that they couldn't read; that they had to have uh, common sense read to them in the pubs. It's that we're all too fucking drunk to read it themselves. Someone, the, yeah. the most sober guy in the pub, had to stand up and read common sense because the rest of them were blind drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they weren't illiterate. You're about, they were like, just hammered. You're talking about like American conservatism, and you're saying we need to return. We need to, you know, do stuff the 50s 
was a much more like, and it, it, I mean, it wasn't, but their version of the 50s is a much more puritanical uh, thing than 1776. Oh, yeah. Like, vastly more. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, you, you have all these, like, you know, um, waspy norms that have essentially been codified conservative thought uh, yeah. at that point and not much further back than that but essentially that that's kind of like the nexus of it was the 50s for conservatives where it's like yeah you know everything's great if you're you know a white male that uh, and everything else but you know that's kind of like their perfect vision of a perfect society the sort of the 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 interesting sort of creeping <clears throat> the sort of creeping of theocracy that occurred after the civil war is a fascinating mm-hmm. little period in history oh, yes. um because it's it's it was it was it was the stratification that sort of started to develop in the late in the late nineteenth century and into the twentieth century and then you hit the jazz age and oh boy um, <laughs> like <laughs> oh, yeah. like the, the the stratification the cultural stratification that occurred at that time is um, is a fascinating fascinating thing to read about I wish I had any suggestions well, on books I don't it's just articles and stuff that I read but um, well, like even the term marijuana that was a term that uh, they use specifically to make it sound Mexican and therefore scary. Yes. Uh, right? Yes. It's that, made up. That, that term. Yeah. That term originally uh, just comes as a scare tactic, essentially the, the term marijuana. Um, it, it was a, it was a scare tactic by, by people to not use it because it's Mexican and therefore scary. You know? Yes. It's a, it's a fascinating little thing about American history, but the, 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 the it used to be <laughs> the, uh, the level of conservatism, I think, present in the country has increased over the lifetime of the country. If you were to actually graph it. Yes, I think so. Yeah. I think it's gone up dramatically. So I, I think maybe puritanism yes, I should term. say that the kind of the the sort of religiously um religiously influenced conservatism specifically Christian yeah. conservatism that we see even evangelical conservatism and and progressivism uh, extremely oh, yeah. puritanical oh yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a if you were to graph that I know my, my mic arm squeaks I know it's annoying um <laughs> if you were to graph that I I, I think you would find that that it it's gone up dramatically. I think we're sort of on a downturn now, but still from like where like things were in the past, I think, you know, and it's not perfect, right? You, it's not like a that, but it, you know, it, it's, it's multi-directional in many. Cases. Yeah. But still, then while the trend, the, the puritanical strain might have died down a little bit in the past, like 20, 30 years, let's say it was very much, it was very obviously. Um, yes, like it kind of like peaked in that, like I think that you know that fifties era um, in particular. Yes, absolutely. Um, I would agree with that. Um, okay, we had other stuff. What was this? Uh... Yes. Oh, oh, oh! I wanted to say. Okay, so this dude's this dude had tweeted part of his tweet. Uh, that, that contained the video that we listened to, um, said China is supplying Mexican drug cartels with the ingredients to cheaply make fentanyl, which they lace into other pills and even CBD gummies. Uh, <laughs> uh, here's the problem with that. If you're putting fentanyl in the CBD gummies, uh, someone's getting sued. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I'm not sure that's even happening. Because, yeah, can you cite any sources uh, yeah. for that, I wonder? I have yet yeah. to see that litigation. This is the new. This is the new. They're putting uh, drugs and razor blades 
children's candy and Halloween. Yes, exactly. You know? uh, just, yeah. This is the razor blade in the in the uh, in the yeah. fun sized uh, three musketeers bar. Um, yeah. I don't know why I went right to three musketeers. It's <laughs> kind of a weird pull for that, but okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, okay, so this, this reminded me, there was a long tweet yeah. from Justin Murphy. Yeah. <laughs> go the, ahead and read it. Yeah, go ahead on the 13th, want. oh, I love this. I just love it so much. Okay. <laughs> Cannabis today is absolutely insane. Now, I want to interrupt him for a moment. I've heard this before from people who smoked pot in like the 70s. That like <laughs> like weed is super strong these days, and I think that's that's probably true. I mean, I I, I tend to trust the guys who were following the Grateful Dead in the fucking nineteen eighties <laughs> for for their take on this. Weed is stronger now. I believe you. <laughs> it makes sense. Um, yeah, I think they're a reliable source. Sure, to uh, the guys at fucking fish concerts. Um, uh, he continues. It's now normal for millions of people to get absurdly high every day. The average dad with back pain, quote unquote back pain, as a dad with back pain, I I take offense to this. <laughs> as a guy with back pain, I fucking got sciatica. I take offense to this. Um the average dad with back pain is getting more stoned every single day than the most degenerate bong ripper I ever knew back in high school. <laughs> Let me tell you a story about how I learned this. Now here's the thing. So far, so far, I'm I'm kind of with him. This seems like it's it's overblown and dramatic, but yeah, and I see this is a good thing. Everything he's describing. Yeah. Um, I think I think he might be he might be right. Maybe not the average dad with back pain, but plenty of guys with pain are are smoking weed now before bed to go to sleep without pain. That's wonderful. Um, he continues. Last night I needed some pipe cleaners for my tobacco pipe. So I went to the sketchy smoke shop, in scare quotes, down the street. Pipe cleaners are only $2.50, and I needed to cross $5 to use my card. I said, I've heard about CBD. That's chill, right? It's just like relaxing or something. Just give me some CBD thing, he told the guy behind the counter. I guess. (laughs) He gave me a small pack of just two CBD gummies for $3. He said, these are popular, very chill, slight anti-anxiety effect, good to take before bed. Curious, I ate one at 9 p.m. One, one CBD gummy. That's going to be like five milligrams, right? (laughs) That's like, those are, are those five or 10 milligrams a piece? It's got to be one of the, it's it's no more than 10 milligrams of CBD. Yeah. He just said, yeah. Um, (laughs) before I know it. The time is 3.30 a.m., and I'm researching near-death experiences to understand what the afterlife really means. And that's a low dose of a popular low-key cannabis product on the market today. I cannot believe it. We legalized and scientifically optimized what used to be a relatively weak social drug into normalized crack that people use it's all caps crack that people use alone for everyday life I, I want to see Justin Murphy on crack <laughs> maybe the most insane change of the past decade that remains way underestimated your Uber driver transporting you 40 miles an hour in a steel cage is baked to high heaven 
Here's the thing. I think that's probably true. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> when you go into a store, you're really going into a multidimensional la-la land. Everyone around you is blitzed to the gills. They don't even see you. They're just looking for level oh. two in their own personal Everything you said sounds great. <laughs> like, you don't need to... Harry, you already sold me on it. You don't need to sell me on it. <laughs> The entire physical public sphere in America today is an open-air crack den, invisible beneath a thin veneer of pseudo-functional metaverse complex. <laughs> My dude. This man, this how, how man, were you like... when you wrote this? This man, like, gave him, probably gave himself an anxiety attack when he took the uh, CBD, dead. CBD going, and he probably, like, freaked out. <laughs> CBD, I mean, CBD, I have vaped CBD mouth to lung, okay? Yes. Yeah. In, in a relatively yeah, yeah. strong concentration. Um, it's, it's, it's the most I felt from it, and it lasted about four seconds, was it felt like a little bit of a nicotine buzz. Back mm-hmm. when I used to get nicotine buzzes, back when nicotine was new and exciting and not just a chemical I needed to function. <laughs> um, uh, it felt like a slight nicotine buzz and then it went away almost immediately. CBD has no psychoactive effect to speak of at all. Yeah. This, um, this man like uh, gave himself a, like a cerebral an- aneurysm yes. while he, or something. And, like, he worked himself. Like, he, he, he got yes. himself worked up into some kind of fucking trip, dude. Like, yeah, like you he, ever like, yeah, it's like, you know, those people like sometimes you'll be like, oh, I, you're conscious that you're conscious that you're conscious of something, you know, and then you like freak yourself out or something like you're like, oh, I'm feeling my arm right now. And, you know, he was probably doing something like that while he was high right. or something. And he like freaked out. It seems like he's it seems like he's he got himself into a headspace where it's like, how is weed supposed to affect a person? And uh-huh. he like got himself there. You know what yeah. I mean? Which you can yes, do. Yeah. I mean, you can do that. There are people, for example, there are people who, who drink and they get themselves to a place where they haven't had that much alcohol, but they love the feeling of being drunk so much. They work themselves into being more drunk than they actually are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can absolutely do that to yourself. I feel like he did this. Yes, I 100 percent, 100 percent. It is it is hilarious. It probably, yeah, I, I'd like to imagine Justin Murphy. He's sitting there in a dark room. There's one lamp on underneath. The lamp is one CBD gummy and it starts talking to him, uh, and, you know, and sending him cryptic messages uh, before he eats it. Uh, that's how I imagine this one down. I love the last two the last two sentences of this. Oh, yeah. Um there are the last three sentences of this. When you go into a store, you're really going into a multidimensional la la land. Everyone around <laughs> you is blitzed to the gills. They don't even see you. They're just looking for level two in their own personal wormhole. The entire physical public sphere in America today is an open air crack den, invisible beneath a thin veneer of pseudo functional metaverse complex. <laughs> it sounds you know who he sounds like? Yeah, Justin, but what are the downsides? <laughs> <laughs> you know who he sounds like? Nick Land. <laughs> a little bit like Nick Land, yeah. Charlie Manson. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. That is exactly the kind of thing Charlie Manson yes. would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he started doing like the Charlie Manson dance when he was oh, high? God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> we should be so lucky. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that sounds exactly like a Charlie Manson, uh, no. like an yeah. interview clip from Charlie Manson. I'm, mm-hmm. I, it's honestly, he's a great writer. <laughs> <laughs> I I really kind of love it. His prose is incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's not true at all, but <laughs> it's an incredible piece of fiction. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh I can't find I'm wondering did I lose I was trying to find I think I lost my Charlie Manson clip. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh. Here it is. Everything is sneaky up around Sneakyville. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, that is just, I love that. I'm going to, I'm copy, I'm, I'm, I'm copying yeah. and pasting that. Yeah, copy pasta. And time. you know what? <laughs> I think, I wonder if I should just make those last three sentences the description of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the description for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> make make that a really long title. Those three sentences are just the title. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um. We also had, or you posted this thing. Um. So, well, what do you want to go to next? What are you feeling like? Um. Uh, hmm. Let's see. Uh. Okay. So we can just touch this really quick. Um, so 10 years ago, um, uh, oh, this I love month, this story. I love uh, this story. The LAPD raided Infinity Ward's office. Now, for people who don't know, Infinity Ward is a developer studio under Activision. They make, they've made, uh, modern, uh, the modern warfare series, um, for Call of Duty. Um, and 10 years ago, um, so in their offices, right, they have a, 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 a character named Ghost, who is one of the characters in the modern warfare series, right? Um, and there's a lifelike uh, statue, like a statue of him uh, holding a rifle uh, in like the window of um, of their office. Yeah. One day, one of the one of the developers accidentally hit a panic button um, in the studio and a bunch of cops came in with their guns drawn, uh, pointing at the statue of Ghost. Uh <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it's just one of those things where it's just like uh, it's just too funny to imagine someone like writing this. It seems like a skit, really, like oh, something that some yes. like comedy writer would come up with. And it stays, uh, it stays funny too, because uh, in a later interview, um, quote: "Our studio is equipped with a panic alarm in case of an armed threat, which was installed yesterday." Bowling said, "One of our designers, who shall not be shamed, pressed it on his way out because apparently, when boys <laughs> find buttons they are unsure of, their first instinct is to push it." Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, that's just. Uh, but the like, if you ever like, just search it. Infinity Ward ghost statue, it'll come up and you'll see the cops, like the security footage of the cops, like, uh, st- like pointing guns at them. Oh, uh, they're drawn down it's, on it. It is hilarious. Yeah. It is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> it's just a mannequin of ghosts. It doesn't move either. It, like, <laughs> no, it doesn't move. It's just completely stationary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. So good. <laughs> Someone in the in the uh in the comments also posted a tweet from uh a Toronto police operations account um 
Person with a gun, Grand uh, Grange Avenue and Augusta Avenue. Man seen with a gun, no injuries, police on scene searching. Um, apparently this was a uh, a statue, cardboard cutout, not even a statue, a cardboard cutout of the Terminator. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> dude that is it's so funny so good so good that is uh, that is just oh i love that yeah um in other news we also had uh so twitter limited some of the responses that users in turkey could see uh certain things um and this was a this is a pretty big thing it's still ongoing actually people are still uh, yes. talking about it um so um Turkey is apparently having their election uh the their um I guess prime minister is the official status uh, Erdogan um so apparently at the request of him allegedly um they have asked Twitter to limit some of the searches during the election here and those searches in fact would help apparently the opponent his uh, Erdogan's opponent um and Twitter complied with this um and uh, Elon Musk then put out a tweet of his people were critiquing him, talking about, well, I thought you were for free speech. And Elon said by quote unquote free speech, I simply mean that which matches the law. I am against censorship, censorship that goes far beyond the law. If people want less free speech, they will ask their government to pass laws to, to that effect. Therefore, going beyond the law is contrary to the will of the people. That was Elon's statement. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I now, said free speech, I mean whatever the government says is free speech. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, I'm all for freedom, only if it's legal. Uh, you know? <laughs> uh, but no, um, I'm not surprised whatsoever that Twitter did this. Like, not at all. No. Um, no. They're a business. Not one bit. Yeah, exactly. If so, they start getting themselves and, uh, kicked out of countries, they're in trouble. Yeah, exactly. So this is obviously like from a pure business perspective, this is uh, the obvious choice for Twitter to make. Um, um, now, with that being said, it is funny be in a way because it's like, yeah, uh, if you thought that Elon Musk was going to be like this big free speech beacon, this like, uh, you know, martyr for free speech, you were kidding yourself. Like yeah. that, that was never going to happen. Like it was uh, Twitter was never going to be, you know, this like decentralized free speech platform. That's that's just not going to happen. Right. Maybe it's more lenient now. But it, or you know the parameters changed a little bit but it didn't fundamentally change in, at least in my view no um, no i mean yeah. the 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 some of the censorship policies changed and that's about it as far as the yeah. policies of just like what's considered removable offense some of that changed right. that's it i mean as far as like yeah. when a government tells twitter take this down twitter's gonna comply with that yeah yeah it's not yeah exactly and and now look Maybe I and I, I think, you know, I think these companies should try to, you know, take the government to court, uh, but they're not going to, you know, no, I, no matter what I think. So, yeah, th this is not uh, I, I mean, it, it, it and Elon's justification is that we're doing what we were doing before, but now it's in the open. And it's like, I, OK, I agree with I, I, I think that's better. Uh, you know, I yeah, think it, I, I don't I don't I don't hate the transparency. That's not a problem. Yeah. Yeah, but I think people expected a lot of different like change and stuff like that, and are now sorely disappointed. They thought Elon was going to be like this free speech advocate and and you know take the company 
in a you know a completely free speech direction, and that's just not true. Yeah, um, the the idea that Twitter is gonna gonna go up against a nation state, especially a nation yeah. state that frankly is one of some import. Tur- Turkey is a is a country that is of some importance on the geopolitical stage. For right. for Twitter to go up against a nation state, they would have to basically not matter. Yeah, exactly. Right. They would have to be they would have to be an inconsequential nation state in order for right. Twitter to say, fuck you guys, we're we're doing what we want to do and you can pass all the lies you want. You can't stop us. Like it, 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 the, the country think, would have to not matter. Yeah. If Elon just said that, you know, this is a business decision, because obviously the choice here is that, well, we either limit the search that will help uh, Erdogan or or or. Uh, we just get kicked. Twitter just gets kicked out of the country completely and no one can access Twitter. Right. Uh, I think that would have been a, a more honest and better response. And he's like, well, what I mean by free speech is whatever the government says is free speech. That, I mean, here's that's the true. thing. He could have just come out and said, you guys realize Twitter still has shareholders, right? Right. Like, I have a responsibility to them. Right. Not, not to. I, I don't have a responsibility to take on Turkey in a fucking free speech battle. Right. I have a responsibility to my shareholders. Right. Like, like that would be the. That's the answer. I don't know why he's still yeah, trying to fight on this free like, speech ground. I don't know why they expected like a CEO uh, who just paid what, what was it forty four billion dollars uh, to buy Twitter to then be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna you know uh, do everything I can to run the company into fighting fighting this legal battle. Right. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't. I mean, this is the thing. I think people think he owns Twitter outright. He owns a majority of the shares. Right. It's a majority. Yes. He does not own all of the shares. There are still shareholders in Twitter.com. And he has a responsibility to them or they will sue him. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so like I, I I understand why people expected differently. I get it because he kind of sold mm-hmm. himself differently. I get that. Yes, but I don't understand why he is giving that credence. I don't understand why he's saying, "Well, this is what I mean by free speech." Blah blah blah. He could just say, right. "You realize that if I got this website kicked out of a whole ass country, my shareholders would sue me." That's what would happen to me. Yeah. Yeah, that would so be a much more it. honest response. Yeah, yeah. it really would Instead of saying, well, free speech is whatever the government says free speech is. Right! <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane to me. Yeah. But this is, by the way, this is why I prefer the term free expression. Free, free speech has legal implications. Free expression is an ideal. Like, there's, right. which is kind of the reverse of what it should be. Because the the mm-hmm. Constitution actually says expression, mm-hmm. um, not not speech. But either way, <laughs> it says expression. I think it says speech. It says speech and expression, but it doesn't. Uh, mm-hmm. For some reason, free expression. The term free expression doesn't carry the same implications as free speech. You know what I mean? Right. Right. It's a very. It's 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 weird. Do you think that? Do you think that that has to do with like technology to a certain extent? Because for most people, when back before like uh, people were able to like really like express themselves to wide, wide audiences, the most communication happened through text. There's like the talking, right? right? Or like things like that. And nowadays, um, with video everywhere, 
Um, people are able to express themselves much to a much greater extent, and maybe just the verbiage hasn't like caught up. Do you know what I mean? Um, um, culturally, anyway, not legally. Okay, yeah, it doesn't. the The Constitution does not say expression; it does say speech. I was wrong about that. I'm I mistook. Uh, really? Yeah. No, I I confused Am myself I having, with like, the a word Mandela religion. effect right now. No, 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 I, no, I no. Sworn. It's always been this way. I confused myself with uh, with religion and expression. I I got it mixed up in my head. Um. The the uh because they sound similarly. I'm not kidding. I forget words because they sound similarly to other words. <laughs> um. No, the uh, the way that because people um, okay, so free expression. This is one of the things that's interesting about this. Free expression is considered to be part of the First Amendment because of um, all of the other stuff in the First Amendment: religion, the exercise of religion, mm-hmm. uh, speech, the press, assembly, petition the government for redress. Okay, those th- those all of that includes by sort of case law expression such that speech is not just what you say out loud or what you write it is also what you wear right it is also like Mm -hmm. this is this was kind of at issue actually a good uh case for this and how this affects school kids is the bong hits for jesus case Right, um, the statements that are made implicitly, not explicitly. Right, like, right, right. Uh, there was a there was another school case where this came up. That was a kid who was walking around with an armband and a camera. It might have been a Nazi armband, um, but I don't think it was. I think it was an anti-Vietnam armband, anti anti-war armband for Vietnam. And and he had gotten in trouble for that. And the Supreme Court, I think, decided that it was because it was expression and it was re- it was a political statement related to a matter of public uh, importance, he was allowed to wear it. Um, and, but, but that's kind of the thing. That the, the expression has been read into the First Amendment. It doesn't say expression sp- uh, explicitly. Right. And so this, um, this sort of, that's, that's kind of why people say free speech, and it's like, what do you mean by that? Right, yeah, no, I, I do agree, because, like, free speech is one of those terms that gets equivocated all the time, right, with, like, what, like, because, like, as you said, there's a legal definition of free speech, and, like, what when I, also, when I speak of free speech, most of the time, I'm speaking of it in a sort of talking about, like, the government does not have a right to shut down what you say. Uh, they don't have a right to, like, force you or use some type of physical force or coercion or violence against you to get you to shut up, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that, you know, if you're in some type of, if you're in someone's home, that they can't, like, uh, exclude you or put restrictions on what you can say while they're in, you know, stuff right. like that. That's not, that's not a violation of free speech in that sense of the term, um, that, you know, um, but, but some people can mean free expression or free speech, like you said, where it's like, we want to exhibit a culture where, um, free expression is, uh, not shut down or or people don't immediately go to shut someone down for the opinion right yes. that's another type of speech. A, a sort of a cultural value where it's like what yeah. you say isn't going to isn't going to cause a um what you say is not it's it's effectively it's a response to the cancel culture stuff where it's like right just having an opinion is not enough to burn somebody's life down over Right. Um, 
it's just not. And and the, the 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 sort of the counterpoint to that, and I think there's some truth to it, is like, but like really shitty opinions, people should respond to, and people should there should be social pressure not to not right. to be a scumbag. And that, I think that's true. Yeah, that's actually I agree. Yeah, and, and that's also something that has sort of annoyed me with certain people who are like playing. They, they self describe as libertarians who will sometimes. Use free speech in that way where they're like oh you're you know you're not associating with me i thought you believed in free speech you know or something like that or you know right or, you know something like that it's like no dude uh just because like like the whole point like okay for people who like in a libertarian society right um there's gonna be a lot of places where like just having an opinion and and this is just like like if we had a libertarian society right now today um, but most people's cultural values were the same, right? Their, their cultural values were the same. Um, a lot of people would probably be excluded from certain places based on their beliefs. That that could very well happen. Now, ultimately, the market forces would probably counteract most of that, I think, because obviously right. money wins. Uh, but there would certainly be places where it's like, yeah, you're not welcome here uh, because of your beliefs. That is That could happen in a libertarian society, and legally speaking, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, can't happen and should. I mean, that's what free association means. Yeah, yeah. The, here's the thing, right? The whole point of the, the the market, the market isn't just one thing. Like, like if we're saying that, oh, you know, that person he's expressing an opinion or he's selling a product in this way that we don't like. That person selling the product is a part of the market, but the people who are responding and saying, no, you're trash, you shouldn't sell that. I don't like you. I'm not going to buy from your business. I'm going to encourage other people not. That's also the free market. Both those yeah. things are the free market. Uh, at the same time. Yes. <laughs> so, well, I, in, in yeah. a very similar way, I think having a culture free expression is one that that values differences of opinion, but does not impose uh, anything on 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 anyone as far as that goes. So like the idea that this is the mm. thing too. this is this is the thing. I think there's some nuance here that gets kind of lost in the soup because of all the cancel culture shit. Um, there is a difference between a guy being an out and about, an out and out unabashed Nazi and mm-hmm. and him posting Nazi shit all over the internet and getting fired for it. That is not mm-hmm. the same as an an electrician, if you remember this story, an electrician whose arm is out his rolled down window in just like a relaxed state and it looks like he's making an okay sign and people try to get him fired over that. Huh. Right. Right. That's not the same thing. And so the there's I I think a culture that values free expression is is fine with you deciding not to associate with Nazis, especially in the workplace, especially if you're paying them. That's 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 probably fine, <laughs> but uh, is not fine with trying to get a guy fired because his hand was relaxed in a position that made somebody uncomfortable. Right. Like I think I think that's the difference. That's sort of where mm-hmm. the and there's a gray area in there. Between yeah, those two extremes, right? right? Yeah, there is a gray area between those two extremes, but I, I don't, I don't think that um, a lot of people, as a response to the cancel culture thing, have taken this idea of free speech and free expression to a level where it's just like I'm just gonna say offensive shit just to say it because you can't fucking stop right. me. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, and like yeah, if if you do that, and a lot of people find you undesirable just to associate with. Uh, that's not cancel culture. I mean, or if it is, then, you know, I don't care. It, you know, call it what you will. It's just like, I'm not associated. Stop. Uh, you're being you know? an asshole on purpose. Yeah. 
Right, yeah. Why would you expect people to want to deal with you? Yeah, right, exactly. So it's... And that's different. That's different from having, like, a strongly held personal belief in, like, let's say, I mean, the fucking the trans thing, right? Let's say, like, okay, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to let my kid transition. Okay. To some mm-hmm. people, that's the Nazi. Okay. And to some mm-hmm. people, that's a laudable position to have. Right. But what it isn't is saying offensive shit just to be offensive. If that's someone's right. personal belief as a parent, <laughs> like, that's... There's honesty to it. It means something. Right, there's an authenticity. Yeah. Yes! Even if, it, even if you think it's wrong, there's an authenticity. Right, right. And they're not motivated by a desire to be an asshole just to be an asshole. They're motivated. I'm not even saying they're an asshole. I happen to agree with it. But I'm, they're, they're not motivated by any desire like that. They are, they're motivated by, I want to do what's best for my kid. Mm-hmm. And whether you agree with that or not... I, I don't I don't necessarily think that that's um I don't think that falls under a a the same thing. It's not it's not the same flavor as people who just say offensive shit to be offensive. It's right. it's a different thing. Yeah. And so it, it just bothers me. <laughs> it bothers me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I also think like certain. I, I've seen this is just my own anecdotal uh, experience, personally, so I can't like speak, uh, you know, in uh, uh, you know, a total in a totality sense. But um, like a lot of libertarians, I find like kind of have this sense that like uh, cancel culture is somehow unlibertarian, and even if you don't like cancel culture, and I think there's a lot of very bad things with it. Uh, the idea that it's like it couldn't happen or it, it would be unjustified to happen in a libertarian society, I think, is just like you, you just don't like it and you're trying to say it's libertarian. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, a bunch of people want to get get together and censor you or try to pressure your business to fire you. They very well may be assholes, um, but that's not a rights violation, you know? <laughs> so it, yes, it's like uh, exactly. I think a lot of people envision a libertarian society as like harmonious thing. And it's like, it, no, markets work despite them not being totally harmonious like yeah or the, sorry markets are homo- harmonious the people the people within them are not necessary. yes uh, um, and it, i find so, it to be it, it, it to your point it's not that it's it feels unlibertarian because the well the because the um the heckler's veto feels unlibertarian it, right. it feels unlibertarian to say this person's not allowed to talk Right and and to have a social sort of sort of uh, mood. It, no, yeah, that says right. that. It and certainly I violates it feels norm. that way. It does, yeah, and it certainly violates like like let's say I I would call them sub norms, like norms that don't rise to the level of like legality. Right, right. Darian sense, but um, but certainly exists maybe on like an individual sense um or something like that. I think you can make the case that like that, but um. But yeah, certain instances where it's just like, yeah, in a libertarian society, a bunch of people theoretically could uh, say, no, we don't like you and we're going to pressure this company to fire you. That in the libertarian sense, that truthfully is like not unjustified. Uh, but no, again, there's nothing, there's nothing about libertarian principle at bottom yeah. that that says that's wrong. That right. is not to say that it's right. How many times have we said the libertarian right. principles at bottom are just the nap, and that's not a fully fledged ethic. Ethic. It's not right. not, al- not alone anyway. Right. 
Rothbard even wrote about this where he said that, and a bunch of people, I, I remember, got upset about this, and people are still upset about this, where he said that, you know, free speech is not, like, it may be a, a social good or, like, a social idea like that, but it's not, at base, a concern primarily of libertarianism as far as a cultural belief goes right now of course it's a libertarian belief in terms of property rights in terms of hey the government cannot infringe upon my body uh, because of what is coming out of my mouth or what i'm writing down you know stuff like that that is very much protected by libertarianism but uh things like having a right to say something no matter where you are is not right like i i don't you don't have a right to say whatever you want on someone else's property without them like kicking you off or something yeah I'm uh, I'm I'm absolutely a kindly inquisitors. Have you ever have you ever read kindly inquisitors? Uh, I don't think so. Maybe. Uh, Jonathan Rausch. Um, I don't know if there's a new edition of it in the post-Trump era, but um, it was originally published in 1993. Um, mm-hmm. Jonathan Rausch wrote the kindly inquisitors um about attacks on academic freedom, primarily. And sort of the the value of allowing mm. counter, uh, 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 heretical even thought mm. in academia, but also in just society, mm-hmm. um, and and why that's important and why people should be allowed to do that. And it's it's a great book. It's a great book on the topic, and and I agree with all of it. That's a personal ethic. That's not yeah, a that's yes. not a position I come to because of libertarianism qua libertarianism. Right. That's a position that I come to because I personally think it's true. Right, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, precisely. So like there there's types of like you can have like a type of individualist ethic or like a classical liberal ethic, let's say. And I I, I personally do have a classical ethic, like that underpin that kinda like uh not not supplants, um it, it kinda like works in tandem with my libertarian beliefs. Um, but they, they, they're not the same, right? Like, obviously, I, I have certain beliefs towards certain things that libertarianism does not imply, right? Um, but that doesn't mean that the two can't work in tandem. Um, that they're not contradictory, you know what I mean? Uh, so you can certainly have it, like, any type of ethics like that. And I think that an ethic like that is helpful, very helpful. Absolutely. But it's one of those things that I just, like, I mean, to your point, it's it's not... Libertarianism doesn't have anything to say about how much heretical thought a culture should tolerate. Right, exactly. Like, if you're, you know, like, you know, a person, like, if you walk to church and you say, hail Satan or something like that, the church has a right to kick you out. Yes! Uh, you know, <laughs> like... Absolutely. And, you know, a, a Satanist, uh, if some, like, you know, uh, you know, church lady walks into like some satanist group or something and tries to like teach them the bible or something like that they have a right to kick the church lady out like yes. vice versa you know <laughs> so we have uh-huh. a uh, we have a shared principle there um so yeah you, like yeah you can have restrictions on your property as far as speech goes but you can and still maintain that while this is legally justified maybe Maybe they should be more open to like uh, or be receptive to certain types of counter arguments to their beliefs. Yes, absolutely. Um, and that's something I, like I said, I think people have taken that sort of idea a little um, a little too far. Yeah. 
I, no, I, 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 yeah. acting as if acting as if you should be allowed to say just any old thing and nobody's allowed to get mad at you for it it's like eh, that's that's not quite how right. it works it's <laughs> funny too because a lot of these people are also the same type of people who will say that well we also need to ban communist literature uh oh yeah and stuff like that yeah a lot you know not not they're not totally the same people but there's a certain amount of overlap there yes there's certainly oh. a, a middle to that venn diagram yeah yeah um Okay, so we also had... Do you want to talk about um, Patriot Front? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't really have much on this, but they're, uh, they're apparently around 200 of them are apparently marching on D.C. right now. Uh, or they were yesterday. They did yesterday, um, yeah. Yeah, they did yesterday. And, like, there's pictures of them. Um, I, the only reason I, I really put this in topics is because, like, everyone, like, everyone knows these guys are feds, right? Like, like come on. Everyone of yes. any seriousness knows they're feds, or at least a, a significant portion of them are. I saw a comment uh, yesterday that someone, like, there's a, a video of them, like, marching on DC, and someone quote tweeted and said they even waddle like cops. They, they uh, do! They do! <laughs> they 100%, every single one of them looks like a cop. They, there's, it's the, it, somebody posted a picture of it where it's like a, uh, it was a picture of a bunch of Patriot Front guys, and and if you if you know if you've seen them, they wear khaki uh, pants, mm-hmm. um, khaki pants, cheap work uh, steel toe work boots from Walmart. I know because mm-hmm. I wore the same things when I worked at Walmart. Um, I wore those same boots, uh, and then they wear and they have the ca- they have the pants tucked into the boots sometimes because it looks tactical. And they wear a navy top. They'll wear a button yeah. down or a or a windbreaker. And they've got patches and stuff, and they wear a gator and a hat, a tan hat. Now, somebody posted a picture of them and said they could at least change the uniform. And posted next to them was FBI guys in navy tops and tan pants. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, why do you guys all have to dress like, like, why do you guys all have to dress like each other? Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's very like, funny. Like, I don't know. When I whenever I see someone, whenever I see a group of people uh, and they're representing some movement and they're all dressed the same, I'm immediately suspicious of this. <laughs> like, oh yeah. The the warning signs start going off in my head. Yeah, the idea when there's a uniform, it's like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But they um they they yeah, they marched uh through Washington DC for like a little bit, like the afternoon, and then they Apparently just went back they were to the subway. I've never been. Uh, I didn't know it was a thing, uh, but apparently they were there uh, before this. Oh, is that what it was? Were they marching on Satan Con? No, no, they were marching on DC after they had just been to Satan Con. Okay, um, I see. Yeah. <laughs> Which Jeez. I didn't know existed, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, they, uh, yeah, they, they are... Absolutely, absolutely, they're feds. And there was one uh, person who I saw who said, um, why would... Well, I should lay some groundwork first. Somebody had posted a, uh, a, a poll under this story when I think it was Rosleaks. Um, they had posted a poll under the story that said, who is... Uh, let's do a poll. Who is behind... Uh, they said being in the masks. I think they mean behind the mask. Um, FBI, American citizens, you're confused, the CIA. 
and <laughs> FBI won by a landslide. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, some woman responded, "Why would the FBI do this?" And I'm oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> I know. I realized there's a number of people just out here in the world walking around, and they don't know about COINTELPRO. And they don't know about the Terror Factory. Yeah. Like, they just don't know this stuff. Um, the thing that turned me on to the FBI is scumbags. Mm-hmm. Was when I was in high school, and I was listening to the No Agenda show, um, there used to be a thing, and this was during the Obama administration, there was a thing called the six-week cycle. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Yep. Do uh, you remember this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. The six-week cycle was a every six weeks, sometimes on the day, sometimes give or take a couple of days, there would be some terror attack or a foiled terror attack in the United States from a quote-unquote homegrown terrorist. And this was every six, you could set a clock by it, every six weeks. Mm-hmm. And it turned out every time this happened... The person who was responsible for this attack was set up to do it by an by an FBI confidential informant, a CI. Right. Every single time. Right. And they would often take advantage of retarded people, desperate mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Um, and they would take advantage of them, push them towards radicalization, and then tell them, hey, you should go bomb this thing. And they would prepare to do it. And the FBI would sweep right. in and say, ha, we stopped a terror attack. Yeah, we stopped a terrorist attack that we created. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> learning uh, learning from yeah. the CIA and the Mujahideen. Yeah. It turns out when you have a monopoly, like a monopoly security force or something like that, it, it turns out that they have an incentive to create problems that they can fix yeah. um, in order to, you know, keep morale high and make it seem like they're doing a good job. It's almost uh, like if they can report that they've stopped so many terrorist attacks, they'll get mm-hmm. their budget increased next, next right. quarter. C- crazy, right? And it, yeah. it, it, it seems like there's a lot more terrorist attacks. It seems like, oh, yeah, we see, we, we need more tax money to stop these. And then, oh, look, we stopped more. Yeah, and if you can keep that in the news cycle, the people are just like, oh man, the FBI out here doing a great job. Yeah, what would we do without them? Everybody fucking told them that they needed to have an eye on the goddamn airports in 1990-fucking-nine. Everybody's telling the fucking FBI, hey, check it out, these people, they're getting... Fucking the year 2000, fucking field offices in the middle of the country telling the FBI office in D.C., hey, we've got guys here that are taking pilot's lessons, and they're not interested in learning how to land. (laughs) That actually yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's cra- you know, it's crazy, too, because how many times do we learn after some horrible event has happened? Oh, yeah, this guy was on the FBI watch list. Every time. He was known to the yeah. FBI. Every time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, so this, uh, this, there's a, there's a great book, and there's a, also an accompanying TED Talk from... Um, from uh, Trevor Aronson, A-A-R-O-N-S-O-N, um, called The Terror Factory, Inside the Manufactured War on Terrorism. And what it talks about is basically 90-plus percent of all the terror attacks in the United States um, f- since 9-11 are the mm-hmm. FBI. It's just the FBI. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, this is something that uh, the terror factory is something I haven't talked about in a very long time. And I wanted to bring it up because it, why would the Absolutely. FBI do this? Well, why would they do this? Yeah. They, right. It's the same thing. Yeah. If they can it's convince like, hmm, it, just, you, they need to create the, the, um, circumstances that justify their own existence. Absolutely. That's that's the only that's the only they they practically at this point, the FBI practically exists to invent terrorists to stop. Yes. Yeah. And if they can convince the public, not just the public, but the politicians that, oh, my God, we have now we have a homegrown right wing terrorism problem. Look at these people walking Mm -hmm. around with shields and upside down flags and dressed like FBI agents. I mean, terrorists. Look at them walking around. (laughs) I mean, that's yeah, of course, they're going to do that. Of course, they're going to do that. So so here's the thing. Is there a possibility it's not the FBI? Of course there is. Yeah. Of course, oh, that's, sure. of course that's possible. But, but, to, to, <laughs> okay. how much you want to bet if it's not that there's an FBI agent in their group chat telling them to do this? Yes, absolutely. I mean, this was the thing <laughs> that kidnapping plot. More than yeah, if I yeah, recall right. correctly, Whitmer. and I might be wrong about this, but there were, there, I, I don't think I am. If I recall correctly, more than half of the people involved in that group yes. chat and in planning that thing were feds. Yeah. So much so, didn't they drop the charges? Uh, uh, I think people? on a couple of guys. They're, 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 oh, okay. They went forward on several dudes, uh, yeah. but I think on a couple of guys, they ended up getting reduced or dropped. But they, there's but just like there's so many feds involved in that. I believe it was greater than half of the people involved yeah. in that Whitmer kidnapping plot were fucking feds. Right. Yeah. I could be wrong about that ratio. If I'm wrong about it, hit me up. But right. they were absolutely involved without question. And so this, why would the FBI do this? If that's your best argument for why it's not the FBI, you've got the wrong side of this argument. <laughs> Every once in a while, I'll be on Twitter and I'll have some random account start replying. It's like, oh, why don't you go blow up a building then? It's like, all right, dude, I see you're glowing so much right now. I can see you a miles away. (laughs) It happens a lot around uh, around when the ATF does their Waco anniversary posting. Yes, because there's like there's because uh, they get I mean, that's the best time, time to be on the internet. Oh. Nothing brings the internet together more than shitting on dead ATF agents. Oh, it's, it's wonderful! Fantastic. It's, it's absolutely wonderful. Time of year. Yeah. They, it's they always get dragged for it, but there's always a couple of people who are just like, well, wh- wh- why don't you, why don't you go? Or people who will say like, oh, th- this led to Timothy McVeigh, or not Timothy, uh, this led to. Uh, yeah, Timothy McVeigh and all this other stuff, and it's yeah, like, yeah. well, why, why didn't, well, why don't you go, go blow up a building in Oklahoma? It's like, I'm, <laughs> bruh, you have to try a little harder than that. Yeah, You're at least buy the... me dinner. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're not the honey pot <laughs> you think you are. <laughs> Jesus. Yes, it's it, they they glow all over Twitter. Anytime they're all over the mentions and stuff. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> Especially in the 3D printed gun communities, there's constantly people just like, "Hey, can you ship me a frame?" Yeah. <laughs> no. Idiot. No. Yeah. You're either a fed or a moron, and in either case, yeah. I'm not sending you a gun. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> But yeah, that that it just 
seeing that, why would the FBI do this? I'm just like, wow, people just don't know. Yeah. <laughs> There's people who just don't, uh, they just don't know. Like, there's so many people right now who have, like, a, a cereal box, the back of the cereal box understanding of, like, American politics, where um, they are told that the government is supposed to protect them and these agencies are there to protect us, and they believe them because the government says so, because this is their stated purpose. So people confuse, people, uh, like, say, they'll hear, like, this is the stated purpose of this institution. And therefore, um, this is what they do, right? Because right. what they said, that's their stated purpose. Right, right. This just is what they do, because like, that's their like, purpose. Or just reading the mission yeah. statement, and it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Exactly. It's, it's that almost every time, dude. Like, every time someone says, oh, well, uh, but that's not what they, if they did do that, that's not. Most of them are there to protect us. Uh, it's like, okay, uh, how do you know that? Yeah. Well, because they said so. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> well, because there's no way they can all be assholes. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of no, assholes the out people, there, and most the of them are employed who, by the federal government. <laughs> yes. These are the people who sit on hold with their ISP for three hours, and the automated line tells valued customer, and they believe it. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. <laughs> Send a thank you note to AT&T on the fucking computer. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you value me so much. Right. Exactly. Jesus. Yeah, I just it, it kind of it kind of boggles the mind a little bit. Every time every now and then I'm reminded. I'm reminded just just how um low information a lot of mm -hmm. people are. And it's not, I mean, I don't want to say it's their fault either, because nobody fucking talks about this. Except for the fact that fucking Trevor Aronson did a goddamn TED Talk on it. Like, the information's right there. Right. Right. You don't have to look that far into it to see. I mean, that's the kind of thing that I, I, it's at a certain point, man, you, you get your shit together. Read a book yeah, at yeah. a certain point. Right. Yeah. It's... <laughs> like, like this isn't as this like, isn't as cloak and dagger as as I mean it, okay this isn't um this isn't the uh uh Iran Contra right this isn't like a right. complex cloak and dagger money laundering situation this isn't that this is just this is right there there's whole there's whole I mean the intercept got started off the back of this stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. At a certain point, just why would the FBI do this? I, I, I read a book. <laughs> Figure it out. It, am I cutting out? Hold on. A little bit, yeah. All right, hold on. I'm going to, sorry, I'm going to rejoin the call real quick. All right. Um, I was saying, yeah, it's much easier to believe that, you know, the, um, uh, the government's just telling you the truth and everything's fine. And, uh, you know, you just there's some bad apples, but, you know, there's some bad apples everywhere. So it's not indicative of the institution. And it's just much easier to go through life uh, believing that things are going according to plan as they're supposed to. Right. Um, and I think that's just the way most people just like like stroll through life most of the time. It's like, well, um, it's the whole, you know, I, I've had people say this to me. It's like, well, if we can't trust the government, then who can we trust? They very much do have this belief, <laughs> right? Uh, it's very much this like, well, 
Uh, if the highest authority in the land isn't to be believed, then I may have to think for myself. It's just... Is it just bad instincts? I think it's... Well, I, I think it makes sense, though. Do you know what I mean, unfortunately? Yeah, like, I think it makes sense why someone, like, would do that. Like, the whole... Like, if you have to... If, if you're the type of person where, you know, if the government is not to be believed... I know, crazy thought, right? But if the government is not to be believed... Um, then you kind of do have to like cipher through all the bullshit yourself to find if you want to find the truth. So in some sense, it's much easier just to believe the lie um, and just go with the lie because it's, it's it takes less energy. You expend less energy um, to get from point A to point B, even if the outcome is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. I just don't like it. <laughs> no, I don't like it either. But I think that's I think that's just what most people go by. It's like it, things are much easier when you have people telling you how things are supposed to be, how things are supposed to go, um, and just having the machine run on, run it on its own, where you don't have to pay attention to it. It's it's a uh, oh boy, that's just a depressing thought. No, it is. It, it very much is. But I, I think that's it's the most likely uh, answer. I agree with you. I think you're probably correct. Um, OK. Was there although I do think on, on a lighter note, I do think that the, the state's ability to like have people go along with this is decreasing uh, because oh, yeah. their ability to hide their lies is much um, it, it, it. It's not as effective now. Right? And the lies like, are getting before, worse. They are getting worse, for sure. Because before, you know, you had three news stations. Um, those three news stations that you had, uh, so essentially just three channels to, to the populace. Um, and the state could very much, uh, you know, have control over those news stations in some sense. Um, and you could very much get a stream of information where, um, um, you know, what the state was saying, their narrative was always out front, right? Almost always. Um, nowadays, now like, look, there is a lot of bullshit. There is legitimately a lot of bullshit fake news from like alternative media sites all over the place. But the good thing about that is because that it is known that there's a lot of bullshit out there. People actually do uh, are incentivized more to actually look into the facts more yeah. than rather than just being fed what they see as the official truth from the official narrative. From Some the official number of channels. people are going to be incentivized to be extra incredulous. Yeah, that's right. Yes. So that is a good thing. Um, and also um, with uh, the the state's narrative. And now, look, there might be a lot of really bad actors out there that may try to convince people of a lot of like bullshit things. Um, but with that being said, um, uh, the, it makes it harder for the state's narrative to actually fully form and like get ingrained into people's minds now than it was. It, it still happened. It's still going to happen, but it's, it's not as effective as it was before. Right. right? Um, it's not like, you know, in the early 2000s when everyone was pro Iraq war practically because all the news stations were parroting it. Um, you know, it, it's it's I don't think we're going to have a, a phase like that. I mean, there's still going to be people who will just uh, absorb the mainstream news and just will believe it wholeheartedly. But I think that number is at least smaller now than it was before. So that's good. Yeah, no, you're right. That is that is a that is a good thing. I find it to mm -hmm. be I like. It's it's one of those things you look at. um one of the things that actually helps with that is, have you seen the number of things getting the, uh, the, the uh, context block on Twitter? 
Yes, it's hilarious when it happens. <laughs> oh, man. Things that are just blatant misstatements of fact, but the, they're the kinds of things that are emotionally true for one side or the other. Right. One of them, um, one of Joe Biden's tweets actually got uh, corrected and it was uh, it was an economic post. And one of the articles linked under the um, um, under the thing, the text block was linked to the Mises Institute. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, as a correction. Oh, like, that's awesome. <laughs> under the president's post. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, things are things are yeah. uh, things are okay. Are yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, look, it's it's the, it's sure the fall of the empire. What's it going to look like? <laughs> right, right. But I mean, I, I think it's a. I, I think compared to like back then, it, it's a worry. Like uh, people who value like liberty are in a much better space now than they oh, were yes. in the 50s. Like, oh, yes. We well, wouldn't even the, be having this conversation. The buffoonery is just out. It, it's at this point, it is so out in the open. Yeah, absolutely. That it's, it's, it's really, it really is a good time to be, even if you're not like a libertarian, but it's just a, just like a, like a person who like thinks for themselves and like, doesn't, doesn't post things like, why would the FBI do this? Like, I can can go on Twitter right now and call the president's son a crack whore. Like, that's fantastic. (laughs) The funniest part of that is it's a factual statement. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh man okay was there anything else uh no i think i think to... we got through all of it actually. i think we did get through all of it i think yeah. this might be one of the only shows that we've done where like we just had like topics like a lot of topics and actually yeah, made it boom, through boom, all boom, of them right yeah yeah incredible um yeah. all right i've that that fucking call of duty ghost thing will make me laugh forever yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Um, it's great. Whenever there's a video of cops just being like stupid and no one getting killed because of it, it's great. I love those videos. Oh yes. Um. Okay. Well, you want to do plugs then? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. So um, you can find me uh, my Substack asarcus.substack.com. Uh, I've recently had to repost uh, sub my immigration Substack article because uh, that topic was going around again. Um, so, you know, if you're interested in my take on that, go check out that, um, ace Arcist, uh, ace underscore Arcist on Twitter and ace Arcist dot, uh, blue sky on blue sky. So, yeah. All right. Uh, and I am pacing Joska J O U S K A on Twitter. And, uh, that's, that's my only plug. <laughs> <laughs> How are things going over on blue sky? Oh, it's very peaceful. I've Good. not uh, political posted one, not even one time. Uh, it's it's very nice. You just have a bunch of like um, uh, tech nerds and geeks in there um, trolling journalists, which is fantastic. Um, it's oh, great. Glorious. Yeah, that is excellent. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you. You have an AI duck for... who's fabulous. It, it's great. AI duck. You have an AI yeah. duck. Yeah. I need to get on this website. Yeah, an AI duck is is that's yeah. all I needed to hear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> Later, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Thank you for listening to another episode of the End Times Continue. For links and other information, come see us at tetc.show.